Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about making your home a homestead. Basically, go through some ideas of what you can do to make your home a little more self-reliant, if you will. A little more homesteady. Kevin, something right? you'd like to do? Well, you know, spring is uh, spring is upon us. It's time to get going. If All you right. haven't started uh, planting your, your seedlings yet, you need to get to it. Um. I think most of the country is already starting to plant outdoors. It doesn't seem like we are up north here in the great white north. You no, know? not yet. Not yet. We still um, get another month or so, I think, before we're ready to go. But you should be indoor planting. Indoor planting, Start your right. seeds. Mm-hmm. I know, actually, my wife was out turning over the garden today. Now, so basically what I wanted to talk about today is, like, ideas, ways we can, you know, really turn it around for our homestead. There's a lot of neat ideas, things we can do, different projects you can take advantage of this spring that, you know, might make you a little more closer to self-reliant. Sure. Um, so let's talk about some of those ideas. I think one of the big categories that come to people's mind when they think homestead, well, one, you kind of touched on it, I think a, a survival garden. Right, right. Um, that's a big thing. What do you think there? Yeah, I mean, if you can, uh, if you can uh, stock up on some on some uh, meaty fresh vegetables, meaty like uh, you know tomatoes and zucchinis and squash and things like that, uh, carrots, potatoes, you know, also uh, a lot of leafy greens. They're great because they grow so fast. You can you can get you can two turn harvests. over a couple harvests. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know that's that's a big deal though. You know, and a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the other stuff we're going to talk about today actually will uh, come into play with the uh, with the garden to help help it get going. Nice. Um, obviously, you uh, 
want to get some beds going. I mean, it's not really a big deal to get started. You just dig up a section of grass and, and turn it into dirt. You know, eventually you're going to have to start fencing it in, keep the critters out, um, get some compost in there and things like that. But, you know, there's no, uh, it doesn't have to be a big uh, project to get one started this year. No, not at all. One of the things we have now is uh, we have a couple of companies that do local seeds mm-hmm. where they actually sell uh, seeds that do well in your area kind of thing. Right. Like, oh, these are the cucumbers that grow great in the Hudson Valley, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, maybe things like that. Maybe if that doesn't exist in your area, maybe you're the guy who starts that. There you go. You know, um, that's a big thing here. They're, you know, they came up with some fun, creative, uh, like hand painted, uh, you know, packaging and mm-hmm. different stuff. And they all have like a little story. But it's really a good idea to have seeds that are unique to your environment right especially when you can get people to pay three dollars for the same bag of seeds exactly that would cost 99 cents because it's got nice little artwork on the front fancy artwork Mm -hmm. i'm just saying business idea i just dropped that on you Mm -hmm. you know i'm looking out for you guys that's right so moving right along we go from the garden to now let me tell you about livestock Mm. now a lot of you now, again, there may be zoning issues and whatever, and if there is, I'd recommend you move. Mm-hmm. But you should all be thinking of some kind of animals on your farm. Um, at some point, we're going to talk to you about dogs, but right now I'm talking about like chickens, maybe some eggs. Something that produces. No, I'm not saying you need to jump into all these. Pick like one for this season. Now, if you right. already have... And I would pick one for this season to and add. next season. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's no, you know, jumping from uh, chickens to cows, it's, it's a big step there, you know. It is. But, I mean, if you've already got, I don't know, three or four chickens, I, I think I have 12 at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think around eight sounds like a nice number. Mm-hmm. Um, Depending but, on your family you size. Know, a small amount of chickens is a great idea. So... Building up a coop and and getting some chicks and and that kind of thing and doing that might be a cool idea and something you could start if you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, well, you know, Chuck, I'm way ahead. I already got chickens in my yard. Well, then let's talk about some other things you might want to add. Mm-hmm. Have you considered rabbits? I know you're like, well, Chuck, you've already told me about rabbits. That's right. All right. So maybe you've added chickens and rabbits. Where do I go from here, Chuck? Where? What could I do? <laughs> Let me tell you about goats. Mm. Goats can provide milk. I'm a big fan of goats. And you can eat the goats. Mm-hmm. And people like to watch them jump, and you can make dumb videos and put them all over YouTube. Right. Super cute. You can be a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. You and Murray Mayhem, mm-hmm. maybe I'm talking to you. Maybe you want... You know, add that to get your some channel. Goats in there. You get some goats falling over. All of a sudden, you're at a million views every other week. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a big fan of goats. Uh, I'd have a hard especially time if you put them. fun They're... songs behind it. Yeah, yep. Um, um, Kevin said he goes to goat yoga. Is that right? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Is that a thing? <laughs> That's a thing. Oh. Apparently. You do yoga well. goats oh, climb and goat stand on top on you. of you. Yeah. I have heard of You've this. You've seen it. All right. That's amazing stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, goats are always a fun thing to add to your repertoire. Um, 
they do produce uh, some great milk and some great cheese. I've heard rumors, I don't know that it's true, that by drinking goat milk, you can make yourself immune. Yeah, make yourself immune to poison ivy, as long as they've been eating poison ivy, which they do. Or maybe I'll just break out in a rash. Could go either way. It could go. go e- <laughs> I have I, I have a friend that drinks goat's milk and says he never gets poison ivy. Now, did he get poison ivy before? He did get poison ivy before. So right. he feels like he's cured. But that seems like really anecdotal evidence. I'd really like something a little firmer to, to hang my hat on. Is he willing to let Superman punch him in the stomach? Well, I have to get him to go roll around in some... Poison ivy. Poison that that ivy. sounds like the next yeah. logical Maybe he's step. just gotten good at spotting it and staying away yeah, from it. Yeah. All right. Um, so maybe you're like, you know what? Animals aren't for me. Well, let's. I want to talk real quick more about, animals? Uh, about pigs. Ah, um, pigs. Everything I've read about it says it's a terrible idea to get started with pigs. I think they're awesome. But, they but said, I've never uh, done it, so I don't know. Uh, Bulletproof, uh, bulletproof fence before you even think about getting uh, getting pigs. Bulletproof fence. Yeah, make sure because uh, they'll just push everything right now, over. Now, I seem to have seen something on this week that uh, pigs can uh, completely uh, eradicate a, uh, a human corpse in eight minutes. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's something handy to have around the house. You know, they said everything but the teeth. Now, what I have seen. Somebody posted in a comment that their compost pile could do it in about two weeks. Mm. Now, two weeks is not eight minutes, but they bragged that the teeth and all. Really? I don't know what kind of compost yeah, they got I, going. Because I've been composting for a while, and I can't even and get the there's leaves still to bodies in there. So, <laughs> I don't I know. still have three hookers in my compost <laughs> pan and nothing. Oh, no. Uh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about composting. Ah, we see that segue? You mm-hmm. like that? Um, let's see. Uh, now, composting. Want to get a bin going? Real easy to do. Right. All you have to do is make an area. You don't even have to have it boxed in. Uh, I found uh, five or six um, pallets. pallets and made two, two bins out of them. Yes. Uh, just ran chicken wire around the outside of you know, around the inside of them. Made a little gate so I could open it up and and turn it over, but right. I probably get a you know I probably get maybe four four or five cubic feet of compost every every spring and every fall. Okay. Now I followed your lead and stepped it up. I think I have four maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four bins of you know made out of pallets, mm-hmm. and again it, I get you know all my chickens and. The wife's big on raking up leaves and dead leaves in there. Somehow I have to mulch them for her. Yes, the leaves. You can't just throw full, whole leaves in there because they'll just last forever. Oh, can you run over them with the lawnmower? Mm-hmm. Now where'd they go? <laughs> now I they're all understand. over the place. It, it's just a pain in my ass. Yep. But I do have four bins going and composting's a thing. Um I don't know. I've heard some people are big on just leaves, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Some people are big on putting eggshells and coffee grounds in there. Yeah, I throw everything um, in there. Vegetables, whatever. Yep. Um, the chicken poo finds its way into my compost that's pile. That's great there. That, that's good um, for getting I'd imagine getting the going. bunny poo if I had bunny poo. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Now, one thing I, I just learned is um, I always threw all my vegetable scraps in there. Okay. But apparently uh, onions and garlic are not... That's not a no super go. for your 
Yeah, I guess that they're uh, too acidic for, for the okay. bacteria and the, the worms to, to chew on. They don't like it. All right, now I know. Secret of the pros. Um, now, if you want to get your compost bin together, you got your your chopped up leaves and your dried out grass clippings and your vegetable, you know, vegetable uh, scraps, your eggshells, and you're not getting anywhere. It's just sitting there. Well, there's a couple of things you can do to get it moving again. All right, so you need to go through and just chop up everything. You can shred it, get it down to a finer, finer uh, All right. consistency. Uh, you want to keep it damp, not soaking wet, but, you know, damp. Now, a lot of people, I used to turn it over almost every day. It's not cool because they're really? not letting the heat build up. Mm. You want to only turn it over every uh, every couple of weeks. Okay. Um, and that's it, man. Just make sure your, your mix is as good as possible, and, and that you should and be off to the if races. If you're really fighting it and you feel like nothing's happening, if you want to run some airlines through it, and what I'm talking about is just some, uh, like they have that corrugated waste pipe stuff you can throw in there mm-hmm. and just put some holes in it and run it through and then pile it on. Just letting a little air get in there for the bugs might heat it up. Right. But... You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. For the most part, you ought to be able to just throw all this stuff in there and, and come back, uh, you know, six months later and, and have compost. All right. Now, what else could we do to make our house a little more protective? We have all this free time. We're like, I got all spring. All, all spring. I'm going to do is watch mm-hmm. a Netflix marathon. Yeah. And maybe you don't. Maybe you go outside. And mm-hmm. what else could we do? Instead of uh, binging. The Netflix marathon. Okay, right. right. So, well, uh, one of the ideas I was thinking about is um, I need new uh, gutters this year. Okay. I'm replacing the gutters this year on my house. Uh, now, everybody's got a lot of home maintenance if, if you own a home. Um, so you're saying climb up on the roof, look at the shingles. Yeah, well, I mean, you should be, in, you know, doing, doing uh, inspections of stuff. Yeah, clean, keep your gutters clean. That's a big a big deal people overlook. So you're saying that general home maintenance, being on top of it, might be... A prepper kind of That's homestead right. I mean, skill. I mean, you don't want to uh, be uh, three months into the apocalypse and realize your ceiling's all of a sudden leaking. because you, you didn't been get your attention. septic tank pumped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no good. It's right. no good. So now I have mean, some I, rotting boards on the back of my house. I should replace those. That might those. be something Now I when do. you can go to the store and get new boards, now's the time to do it. Okay. Um, but, you know, keeping up with home maintenance, uh, when you do that, there's all sorts of little projects you can work into it you know uh, i'm thinking about doing the gutters this year and uh i've been collecting uh 50 gallon 55 gallon drums so i think i'm gonna run that gutter water right into uh some of these elevated drums and then uh you know put a spigot in the bottom of it and use the rainwater for gar- watering the garden nice and, you know so- it's it's not going to be uh, this as could much actually water as I segue need, into you're calling it water storage, water storage, ah, or maybe put together that home fire party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is a good time right now to uh, get some containers, get some water going. Think about a plan. Ultimately, a plan of how you're going to get your water. Figure out where your water comes from. Do you even know where it comes from? A lot of people have no idea. It comes from the city. Well, does it come from a water tower? 
or is it a pressurized pump that's keeping uh, keeping the water flowing out of your lines? Ooh. Is it uh, your well pump? You know, does it come right out of your uh, backyard? You know, figure that out. Figure out where it's coming from, and figure out a a way to um, a way to ensure that it keeps coming, or that you have enough to uh, supply yourself. Nice. All right. Now I would take you into. You could think about fortifying your homestead as a spring project. Sure. Now this might include fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, both upping the fencing for your animals. Fencing the perimeter of your property. This might include maybe you get some cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you've been thinking about, you know, I should get the cameras and that way home security kind of thing. Now, maybe you didn't want to go all the way to, all right, I'm spending 300 bucks and I have surveillance stuff. I can look at it on my iPhone. Maybe you get some trail cams. Mm-hmm. And you set them up on your driveway or by your front door, right. or by your side door, or wherever just, you think uh, the yeah, weak link is. Just check it out when your house uh, gets broken into. You know? Um, you know, when it comes down to these sorts of things, uh, a lot of the times you you might not have a spouse that's fully on board the homesteading. But wouldn't it be a great idea if you could fence in the whole yard so your dogs could run and play? Sure. That would be a great idea. Scruffy would like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little Jack Russell Terrier shaped a like a Jack football. Russell. <laughs> I don't know, but um, maybe you guys um, need to check out the doors on your uh, door lock. There, maybe you listened to our podcast the other day on the door defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to get something like that and install that. Yeah, um, another option. Maybe, uh, maybe you want to set up some outdoor lighting. Um, I know there's a company, Sunforce, that makes solar spotlights, basically. You mount on your shed, mount on a tree at the entrance to your driveway. And you can do like a motion sensor uh, yep. floodlights. I think that's really, uh, uh, when you have a big piece of property and you're not right on top of your neighbors, it's uh, it's good to have something like that that'll alert you to uh, the fact that somebody's coming through your yard. Now, maybe you're like, you know what, Chuck, though? I want to be more self-sufficient. I want to call my home a homestead, but I hate bugs and going outside. Mm. Guess what? I have the spring project for you. Ooh, what is it? Let me tell you about setting up your home long-term food storage. Uh, Maybe you, you want to set up out. some can rotations. Mm, I thought you were going to say build a bat box. No, I wasn't going to say that no, at all. No. No. These are for the people that Netflix and chill. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe you're like, wait, wait, stop. I already ordered some. I've been stocking up. I buy the extra can. Everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I buy the extra can of food. But maybe you should go down and use this time to see what's expired. Mm-hmm. To maybe go through it rotate things out Mm -hmm. maybe just put the older items in the front so make sure they're getting used Mm -hmm. maybe you have a real rotation system set up and maybe that's the project that you need to be working on right now Mm. now kevin you're kind of an outdoor guy i'm a little bit of an outdoor guy you know you like to go out and do things so i look at you and i'm thinking you know what maybe you need to make up 
some kind of outdoor cooking barbecue. Yeah. Actually, like I've that. been uh, I've been looking into stepping up my game. I was thinking oh. about building a uh, a pizza oven in the backyard. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. I saw how hard it was, and I was like, never mind. Now, <laughs> you know what? I set up for that. I made the big flat area. Uh huh. And then I went to Lowe's and bought this home grill thing that you can do with wood and mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm in. So. Yeah. But maybe you're like, well, all right, the pizza oven, the big impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, outside wood grill or coal setup that you were going to make out of bricks and stone. Right. Maybe that's a bit much. Maybe it's not. Maybe mm-hmm. that's right for you. But I would also say maybe you need to get some extra propane tanks. Yeah. You know, I get think them that's, filled, set up. Yeah. That's really something that, um, you know, it's a bit pricey when you're getting started. You know, at minimum, every man needs to have two propane tanks. Because when your grill runs out in the middle of a steak... And you're, oh! Yeah, you gotta switch it out. But, if you're a prepper, you know, having six or seven of those things on hand is uh, is pretty useful. Um, I think I'm at uh, eight right now. That's a lot of tanks. Five, five full. I still gotta fill three up. But, um, you know, it's it's a little bit pricey if you're buying a new... A new propane tank. Okay. Um, you're looking for, you know, like 50 or 60 bucks per tank wow. filled up, right? That's a lot so, of money. So, you know, you have to remember it's a one-time purchase, though. Then after that, you're spending 20 bucks or 15 bucks or even 10, 12 bucks. 10, 12 bucks to get it filled right up. Place. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Maybe you eye for the used ones or the dirty old nasty ones people are kind of throwing out or right. whatever. Trade those out at... You know, at Lowe's or whatever, get them full with a mm-hmm. new one. Yep. You're good to go. Um, another way you could go is, uh, have you guys considered, maybe it's time to get a dog. Mm. You know, a dog can be a real asset That's to making right. your home a homestead. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to security, um, they're just all around an asset. You know, right. pest control, a lot of times they can be an issue. Protecting your yard from deer and other things like that. The right dog, that can be a good issue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just the dog hair and the, you know, dog urine around the right. yard is enough to... To keep them out, but... Scare away you know, a lot a good, of animals. A good, well-trained dog is really a valuable asset. And maybe you have the dog, and maybe you use this summertime to train your dog. Mm. There you and go. Maybe uh, step up some of his Teach survival you to herd your, skills. Herd your uh, ducks back into your yard when they run across I the like street. I um, Another project you might want to think about this spring is maybe some outbuildings. Yep. Yep. Now, that's definitely on my on my list. Oh, uh, yeah? Year. Yep. And maybe you want to build a, like something to store all your firewood in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want an animal shelter. Yeah, maybe you um, want just a little lean-to to keep the rain off your firewood. Maybe you need something to store your uh, your tractor in. You know, tractor, tools, that kind of stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. it's as small as like an outhouse, mm-hmm. and you just use it for your tools down by the garden. Yep, hanging all your shovels and or things Or maybe like... you're building the big shed, whatever. Yep. But, I mean, these are all things You might that... need a shed just to store all your propane tanks. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that, that only sounds right. Um... You know, I've talked about maybe you're so bored. You're like, I don't know what to do. I, I Chuck, I'm so prepared. I've done all these things. Well, have you made yourself a nice forge 
and set up a little blacksmith shop and learn some blacksmith. That in would the be spring. an excellent project, and you could probably get pretty decent at it in uh, now, in one summer. You got to be looking for a project, right? I'm That's not talking about like you got eight of the things that I just mentioned still to do. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the right project for mm-hmm. you. But if you're like Chuck, everything you said, I was like check done, check done, and now you've made it to the blacksmith shop. Then there you it's a go. Good problem to have. That's that's a great problem to have. Now, you know what I thought would be a great idea to work on this summer would be setting up a gun range. Yep. Now I was trying to think of a good way to do it, and I was thinking, man, you know, a bunch of used tires. Mm-hmm. And kind of setting up the backdrop with old tires. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to get rid of them. That might be the way to go. Um, maybe you have some heavy equipment. Maybe you can borrow some heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some natural hills nice, in your backyard. Nice and you can kind of set it up. But if you have, you know, a bit of machinery, that might be that something you want to do. And spend some time getting to know your guns this summer. Mm-hmm. Start ranging in some of your long-range guns. You know? Um, you know, not everybody can build a, a range in their backyard, but, uh, you but know, if you can, honestly, you should move. Yeah. A lot of us can, a lot of us can. I mean, if us New Yorkers can find a way, mm-hmm. then I feel like you guys need to step up your game. Um, all right. I also have, you know, we kind of touched on it in the beginning here, but general tool maintenance, sharpening, sure. Um, oiling, any of that kind of stuff. You know, I can't think Put of the last time I, I actually actually spent time sharpening my axe. That's That's got to be overdue. Sharpen your axe, um, the hose, put mm-hmm. them on the grinder. I know whenever my wife gets a new hoe, um, actually there's a brand, uh, Rogue, that mm-hmm. makes a hoe that actually comes like a knife blade, and yeah. they're awesome. They actually come with a cover on the end of the hoe because you're going to cut yourself it's that sharp. And it is that sharp. But a lot of other, you know, if I go to Lowe's and buy a hoe, mm-hmm. first thing, she's like, oh, put it on the grinder and work this out for me. Yeah. And, you know, I cut in a nice edge to it. Yeah. And, you know, just uh, even taking the, the blades off your lawnmower, sharpening those guys up. You know, there's, um, a, there's a lot. If you've got a grinder, there's a lot you can sharpen in your house. Yes. You know? And not everybody lives fat on the hog like me where you can buy $30 chainsaw chains every other month mm-hmm. or week or whatever all summer long. Uh-huh. I have a pile of like eight chains sitting down there that... Gotta keep it out of the dirt, man. I'm like, well, it's it's the cedar trees. Just kick oh, my ass. Yeah. You know, I'll cut up one tree, one chain, mm-hmm. you know? And... And that's honestly not even that bad. Well, you know what it is? It's one tree, one chain, and then one stump, one chain. Mm. And I'm not talking about hitting the dirt. I'm talking about just cutting up the stump different ways, Uh whatever. So you can get it out. But yeah, so maybe you learn how to sharpen those chainsaw chains, get on that, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. You know, keeping your tools in top, you know, condition is really a... Yeah, and you know, uh, sharpening those chainsaw blades, it's not really difficult if uh, if you've got the right file for it. Yeah, um, there's actually a little mark on the chain, on the grooves, mm-hmm. and you just want to cut the same angle as the little line that's on there. Just go on YouTube, you'll figure it out. But, yeah. um, I mean, that was the thing. We didn't want to go into detail on like how to do each one of these projects, 
honestly, a lot of our podcasts have already covered most of these things. We just wanted you to kind of look around, see what's missing on the homestead, see what you guys can do to make yourself a little bit more Mm self-reliant. One of the last ones I had is uh, you might want to step up your first aid. Yeah, this is a great time for it. Um, Your first aid kits, make sure you have stuff available. Like, you know, if you have a barn way out on, you know, the other end of your property or a shed or something like that, you know, having a first aid kit with just some quick stuff out there right. might not be a you bad way to go. You never know when you're going to be out there and you're going to rip both your arms off with the thresher. Who hasn't seen that and, play out? <laughs> and you don't have any quick clot. You got to go all the way across all the, the way. yard and back in the house. And then you're getting blood everywhere. It's if, just, that, if that's happened yeah. once, it's happened a thousand <laughs> times to me. So um, you may also... Now that you got that axe and chainsaw sharpened up and ready to go, you may want to deal with any of those dead trees, things that have fallen down in the last couple months. You know, and uh, cleaning up uh, your property after wintertime, it's, you know, that's always a project that has to be done. But, you know, isn't it great if uh, if you can clean up some of those dead trees and, and actually get maybe a half a quarter wood stacked up next to your house? Um you know, maybe you need to clean up your neighbor's dead trees and go. get that half a quarter wood mm-hmm. for your house. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then charge them too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'll haul it away for free. I'll haul it away for free. You just got to pay me for cutting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was uh, doing a little bit of work. I was building a small pond in my backyard. Excellent. It's uh, not really big enough for, for a lot of fish. But it got me thinking and got me reading up on it. And uh, if you can get a quarter acre size lake, you can, a big lake. Get a, you can get a pretty big catfish population. Going. Yes. So, uh, so I started looking into it. Um, catfish pond should be uh, about four feet deep. But they say the deeper it is the better it's going to it's going to handle the winter times. That's it. They want to go deep, mm-hmm. you know, where it's not going to freeze in the winter. Right. They That's said 6 to 7 for. feet is the ideal yeah. uh, depth of it. You want to keep your water moving as much as possible. Uh catfish are great cuz you can mix them with any other fish. They're not, you know, they're not predatory uh when right. it comes to other fish that you would eat. And uh most things aren't predatory of catfish. Um they taste great. It says uh you can get these fish when they're uh Forget what they call them, but they're they're small stock fish. You get them a dollar a piece and throw them in there, and uh, say about twenty five fish per half acre or All per right. quarter acre, and uh, fish is full size in eighteen months. Nice. So, I mean, uh, you spend twenty five bucks now, and you've got uh, you've got twenty five dinners uh, ahead of now, you next year. If you have the rocky yard like me, this might not be the. Uh, this ended up being a three summer. Mm-hmm project for me to dig my pond uh-huh now i do have to point out that i am too cheap to rent heavy equipment however that said i did get in there with a freaking jackhammer and it's still not deep enough yeah to where no, I, I think I, I remember that you worked on it for about four hours with the jackhammer and you got about six inches it's brutal yeah that was after you know me out with the pick for three summers mm-hmm. so you know what choose these it days, wisely it's gonna be deep enough man it's going to be ready to go. And then when I slack off, it just fills right back up with dirt and weeds and I don't mm-hmm. know what. But all winter, it looks great. Full of water. Uh-huh. And then all summer, it looks like a big dry hole. Yeah. Yeah. 
I gotta buy some plastic. That's what I'm getting at. Get a liner going. Liner's about three, four hundred bucks for the size of pond I have, but I, I hate to say it. I think it's got to happen. If you want a pond, man, that's what you're going to have to do. It's the price to pay, right? Yep, it's where you live. You All need right. a good, uh, you know, if any guys are at home or thinking about building a pond, you need a good stream on your property to really now, get it going. Yeah, I mean, water in or at least a spring, you know, mm-hmm. a natural recurring. Um, one of the last things I really wanted to hit on is maybe you got your home squared away. Um I think we were looking at uh, the Casual Prepper has a uh, Facebook group and somebody made a comment in there. They were like, I know you're all going to yell at me, but I feel like a prepper might just be somebody who's too lazy to learn bushcraft. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a way, it's kind of true. Right. Um, That doesn't mean you're an idiot if you're not preparing for things. Right. If you're not planning and storing the right things. Mm-hmm. But using your extra free time, setting aside a little time to really learn some skills, mm-hmm. go out camping, go out and do things and, you know, really hone the skills of fire starting, shelter building, um, hands on with the first aid kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, hands on looking at plans, foraging, hands on to hunting and trapping and you know, getting out there and doing that stuff, you know, use this time to really learn and fine tune those skills. Right. If you don't have any money to uh, start any projects this spring, which I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us are in that situation, but you know, it doesn't cost very much to, uh, to start learning some new skills. Um, it doesn't cost much to, to go out hiking for an afternoon. You know, most of the places it's, it's free. Um, now the other day I was out doing some hiking and, uh, you know, some of the less less traversed areas of uh, the woods near my house. All right. And I came across uh, somebody's half-built shelter. On your property? All. Not on my property, oh, no. okay. And uh, they had it all put together pretty good, and they had a bunch of pine boughs cut. So I'm going to go by next, uh, next week and see if out. they finish it up. Yeah, I'll uh, post some pictures on the Facebook page if, uh, if they did if a, get a good there. job. Um, now before we wrap up, uh, we do have one emergency item. Emergency. Yeah. Uh, we almost lost the other Corey this, the other Corey. Yeah. This is troubling. Corey Feldman, um, posted on Instagram. We already lost Corey Haim. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gone. gone. So Corey Feldman, he's the last one we got. He's the last of the, the frog brothers or whatever. Um, All right. So he posted on Instagram, a man opened my car door and stabbed me with something. He went to the hospital. He filed a police report. When he got to the hospital, they checked him out. He had no knife wounds. Um, Maybe it's magic. I don't know about Corey. Maybe but, it was a needle. Who knows? Yeah. It says... Uh, Officer Garcia is the one that interviewed him. It says, upon investigation, it was determined there is no laceration to his abdomen. Um, And Corey Feldman could not describe what his attacker looked like or what weapon he used and had no injuries. So, I don't know. I guess we didn't really almost lose him. It sounds more like something that's entirely made up. Just the same. He could go any day now. 
Any day. It's a matter of time. Now, um, we did get some new subscribers on Patreon this week. Oh, yeah. I was excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Big news. We'll send everybody out patches uh, Send out this the week. patches. Um, I think the last one was Ben. Just did it today. So, no, it won't really be today when you're listening to this. Right. But we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And Ben's also been somebody who emails us pretty much on the regular. Yep. Yep. So we appreciate that uh, that donation. If uh, any of you other guys um, want to help us out here a little bit, we'd appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us by email, okay, you can go to uh, email us at prepper prepping badass at gmail dot com. Um, you know, I'll get back to you in my own sweet time. I will email you back. You are kind sometimes of sometimes I'm a lazy ass sometimes. though, and uh, it takes takes three or four days. Um, but, uh, what else you got, Chuck? Um, Carl also pledged on Patreon. Oh, okay. Matthias, who you already sent the patch out to. Matthias, my mistake. Whoa. Uh, Sam also pledged in this month. So I'm just saying. All right. Guys are starting to look out for us. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Um, kind of a big thing. You know, it keeps us going, keeps the lights on. Mm-hmm. Keeps Kevin in the proper beer. That's right. Premium beers, if Premium you will. Premium beers. Um, Dijon beer. Dijon. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, if you guys want to show us some love on uh, iTunes, we always appreciate it. But uh, with that, I think that about wraps it up. So stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Ooh.